Welcome to Coaching Conversations with Paul Marks and Tom Yates. Uh, Paul, good to see you again and welcome back. I, I really enjoyed our our inaugural uh, podcast last week of our second season uh, around the coaching mind. Yeah, me too, Tom. It was really good to be back. And um, I've actually been thinking about that conversation since that podcast. And you know, we covered a lot in half an hour on on the topic of coaching mindset, but of course, half an hour really doesn't do this topic justice. So I think having another discussion around it today, hopefully we can, you know, wrap up a few more key points on the topic. Um, last week we did, or sorry, last session or last discussion, we actually talked about the importance of self-awareness and presence um, when coaching. We also talked about the need for non-judgmental listening and the role of empathy and curiosity um, to be an effective coach. And I, I, I think that all of these are really important, but what we could actually see from our discussion is that a coaching mindset actually embodies so many different aspects. There's so many parts to it. So Tom, I'm going to throw it over to you now and say, what did we miss from our last conversation, um, is there anything that you'd like to kick off our com- uh, our topic? Oh, sorry, is there anything you'd like to kick off with today? Oh yeah, yeah, that that sounds great. I mean, I think we could spend the whole season just on coaching mindset to tell you the <laughs> truth, because <laughs> that's at the heart of like who we are and what we're doing. You know, um, how we were becoming an authentic coach. I think today it would be good to talk about what they call the client centered approach, which is really focusing on on the the coaching process what the client really needs, what are their goals and outcomes, and really supporting their autonomy in the coaching process. And, and what and that actually means, what, what, I mean, you know, addressing their autonomy, respecting their autonomy, what, what would that mean to you, Paul? Oh, wow. I think, it, I think it's a real, I think it's at the heart of coaching actually, because when we talk about respecting their autonomy, I think it really means that the coaching conversations that we have really need to be from the perspective of the client and the client's needs. And it's not about what we think they need to be doing next or what we think they should be doing. Um, And we need to make sure that as we're going through the coaching process, we really need to give people the opportunity to think for themselves, to come up with answers and solutions and ideas for themselves and more importantly, from that, make choices for themselves. I think that's really what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making the choices themselves, right? It, it, it for me, it, it also ties into the the coaching presence that we bring. Just like what you were mm-hmm. saying, if, if we want if we want to focus uh, on the client and ensure that that you know we're giving them as much autonomy as possible, that kind of means keeping ourselves out of the process as much as possible as well. Um, You know, facilitating our clients' growth and and forward movement, not trying to facilitate our growth as a coach and, you know, proving to ourselves that we can, (laughs) that we can, we can listen and we can, we can, we can guide towards insight, things like that. I, you know, I think a lot of times about how our own expectations as a coach and get in the way. Which actually leads me to think about biases, Tom. Um, you know, with the best intentions as a coach, if we're not aware of the bias that we may have when we come to a coaching conversation, we might find ourselves kind of 
taking away some of that autonomy of the client if we have our own set of it intentions and and very often that can be done with the best intention meaning you want to try to help the client as much as you can but of course if you've got your own set of intentions about what's right for the client and what's wrong then you're not really giving them the autonomy to come up with choices or you're kind of guiding them or leading them almost into a Mm. path that you know, you want to take them down. And just to add to that, and then I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. When I first started coaching, I I definitely had bias. And I I developed the self-awareness of it later on where I really, my bias as a coach was to help the client set a goal. And then by the end of the session, they'd have to walk away with two or three actionable points that they could put into place and, and then move forward. And for me, that was what I thought meant, you know, I thought that's what a quality coaching conversation was about. So my bias was goal setting, reflections, and then actions, and then moving forward. But of course, if I go into every coaching session thinking that is the way that it should be, because that's my way of thinking, that may not be in the best interest of the client at all. And I think that's something as a coach, we need to be mindful of that, a coaching session may not always have to be goal focused. It it can be just an opportunity for someone to sit and think, to reflect, to introspect, um, to let go sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, Tom, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, when I was first learning coaching, it was kind of hammered in into us in that first class, that first course that, uh, you know, Coaches are nothing if they're not results oriented, like driven to help the coachee get results. And I, I, in one way, I can agree with that. I think, uh, but for me, it, it, it sounded like it to me, like results would mean like, yeah, being able to achieve their goal, having like these key insights that allows them to whatever, reach their potential, whatever. Um, but now results means different results for me is is about how much more or in different ways does my coachee understand themselves have they reached some insight or a realization that maybe removes a barrier to the potentials so we might not even kind of like get to whatever that you know like uh material result they want but they've unlocked some part of themselves uh and and it's something that they can take with them as we finish our session and go through the week and think about wow you know that that idea about myself it, you know that I don't have now it's freed myself now I can I can think clearer about what I really want because I don't have that barrier in the way anymore like so you know we talk about result um that's a great result because then maybe in the next session, you know, they're one step closer to getting that, that, that big result they want, but they needed to be able to be vulnerable and share and unlock themselves and, and see themselves at that level in order to do that. So I don't know what you think about that. Oh, I, you know, I, I think that what you're talking about there is really something again, as a coach, we have to think about, which is 
defining success in a coaching conversation or engagement because again mm. we can have bias towards that my my idea was at the beginning of my coaching career that you know coaching success was defined by the process that i had explained earlier but what you've just shared i think is incredibly um i think it is definitely a sign of a successful conversation um mm-hmm. you know i i think as well coaching has a remarkable impact on people that isn't always aware or doesn't it sort of show itself until later on. Um, what, what I mean is, for example, if, if you're sitting with a coachee and they have, they trigger an insight, they get a new perception a new a new light bulb comes on or something happens, that little shift in awareness, that little shift in perception down the line could have a massive impact on their work, their life, their, what, their health, whatever. I mean, it could have a massive impact in so many areas of their life, which it's very, very difficult to measure. And I think that as coaches, we have to be very careful that we don't judge too much um, on the success of a coaching conversation by what happens in the coaching conversation. Because I think mm. some of those successes happen one day, two days, sometimes six months or a year down the line. And the people that are surrounded by that person say, you know what, over the last six months, I've really seen some real positive changes in this person. And I I, I don't know, you know, it's, I can't put my finger on it even, but they're different. So I think, again, when it comes to coaching mindset, when it comes to measuring the success of a conversation, I think we have to be careful there. Yeah, it's... Um... Uh, it seems to tie together to the idea around growth mindset, where you are more focused on, on the things you are doing in the process of working towards uh, reaching your potential. It's 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 what you are, that space you are in, in terms of your thinking and feeling and uh, ability to dream and being engaged in what you're doing and whether you're successful or not in 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 doing what you said you were going to do that's going to help you reach your potential you're 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 loving the process itself and 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 you know you're treating your life more as an experiment that you know you're you're coming up with some hypotheses and you're testing them out whether they work or not right we're we're just moving forward you know the old saying einstein created a thousand light bulbs before he found one that worked (laughs) something like that. Right. Uh, You know, you're not going to, you're not going to create a thousand light bulbs unless you have that, that, that joy and enthusiasm to, to be able to, to get lost in the process. And so tying that with, with the coach's role, you know, I, I think spending that time at the end of each session or even in the session, exploring where the coach is in terms of their learning, their thinking, their feeling, their, their everything uh, as they're going through the process and not being that concerned with the end goal, uh, which is, you know, relegated to people with more fixed mindset where um, their success won't, won't be measured until they reach their goal. But for people who have growth mindset, their success is measured by how, much they are involved in working on the goal, right? Yeah. There's so many parts that I want to add on there, Tom. I, <laughs> I, one, well, I just had one of those insights when 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 you were sharing about experimentation, and I think that mm. I think coaching is about creating a safe place 
So, Tom, you know, when when you were sharing your thoughts, there were so many things that came to light. And there was one part that I I kind of wanted to hold on to because it was a light bulb moment. (laughs) And it was when you talked about experimentation. Mm. And for me, I think part of my definition of coaching, my personal definition is creating a safe space for people to experiment with their thoughts and ideas. Um, Mm. And to me, that's actually a measure of success in itself, where you can take people to a place where they can hypothesize, they can they can work through their ideas or their concerns, their worries, their fears, but it's done with the guidance or the support of a coach. Um, now, that's, that's one of the insights I wanted to share. The other one was, yeah, the growth mindset, because we, we talk about coaching mindset, but like we said, it's many things. And I think a growth mindset has to be in there. Um, I also think a growth mindset is important, um, not only for the, or for both, for the coach and the coachee and helping people to embody that because no matter what we do in life, whatever decisions we make, there's always an impact. And hopefully most of those things will have a positive impact. But sometimes we we do things, we make mistakes or things, we don't consider things sometimes, and it can have a a, a sort of a different impact on on others or, or even on ourselves as well. And as a growth mm-hmm. mindset, we need to be able to have that opportunity to reflect on what didn't work so well and then adjust and adjust and keep moving forward. So, yeah, there were two points there that I, I really mm-hmm. liked that you triggered, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to what we we were, you know, originally talking about was you know supporting the client's autonomy in yeah. this process, you know, in what we're doing, and like what you just said is like, I think if we're going to support their autonomy, then we need to we need to lower our own expectations of being a good coach to ensure that what we're doing is facilitating in whatever way possible our uh, you know our coaches uh, ability to see themselves and to to feel autonomous you know to feel that they yeah. they can do what they want to do and if we as coaches have too much expectation in our minds about how that should work or where that should be we're, we're not going to see our coachee really we're not going to be able to um notice uh how we can best serve our coachee because we'll be we'll be so wrapped up in in what we we expect as a coach to happen in terms of results in terms of like making sure our coachee is successful whatever that means right so yeah so it's 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 really about removing those ideas from our mind before we start coaching i'm wondering what and i'm pretty sure that you're pretty good at that i'm wondering what you might do to be able to to manage that on your own. Mm, I, I, you know what I find Tom, and again, this has just come through experience, but being completely happy and completely at ease with not knowing what's going to happen next. Mm. And I, I mean by that is that when I go into a coaching conversation now, um, I think a lot of models like grow, then there are many models, but let's talk about grow, for example, because it's probably the most commonly used coaching model. Um, grow is great, but um, if, if, if 
even that can kind of prevent the natural flow of conversation if you're kind of focused on, oh, we got the goal, now let's look at reality, and now we've got to go to options. You can get really stuck in models. And models are great, by the way. I'm not, not, not knocking them at all. I think certainly when you learn to coach at the beginning, having some frameworks is really important, and it, it really helps you to develop your skills and, and build your confidence. But I think as you go on your coaching journey, you tend to rely less on models and you tend to rely on the process and the flow of the conversation. And I think if you want to be able to really serve the client and really keep your bias in check and really um, be client focused, you really have to get comfortable with not knowing where or what's going to happen next in the conversation, not not thinking, oh, well, we've got to get, move on now. We've got to move on to this or we need to wrap up soon. So I need some actionable points before we close. Or, you've got to drop everything and, and and you've just got to let the client take take the conversation forward. And that, for me, I think has always been a little bit challenging. I'm getting better at it, but because you lose control, right? You you don't have control. Mm-hmm. You have to give all the control to the client. That's what that's right. that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree. Yeah. And and what you said about like learning via a, a model, which you know for most of us has been grow is our first model that we we encounter and we practice with. It, it is it is good because it 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 does allow us that that peek into kind of the, the the direction we go as a coach, you know, establishing what, what is it that you really want to explore? What are your expectations by the end of the session? How can we explore where you are now and where you want to do or helping you to get to that goal and what are you going to do and how can you be motivated and who can find where you, where can you find support these are all great things but like you said they definitely may not you know go in that order it could be it, it could be all mixed up and as, as a coach once you get the experience you have to be able to go with flow and be able to see or take guess use your intuition where where is it going to be most useful for my client right now to go with them is it going to be useful to talk about specific things they want to do or do we stop and we sit in the middle of their reflection and their their deeper explorations of of their subconscious uh do we want to help them figure out what's going to motivate them, make them enthusiastic, what kind of support they might need. Do we go back then to explore the goal again or not? You know, coaching is really an art. It's like uh, figuring out how we as a coach and from our experience, what it's telling us to do with the coachee while also assuring that they're doing whatever they want to do, right? Yeah. At the same time. You know, everything we've talked about today, Tom, what you're sharing there is it comes from experience, right? That, that That's really mm-hmm. the bottom line. And I think that anyone listening to this that wants to develop their coaching skills, it's good if you go out and you get you get some training as well. But some of these things are just things that you can practice already. You know, anyone can be a great coach. I do believe that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that practicing some of the things that we've talked about today, um, even in normal conversations, not trying to control a conversation, but just 
just letting conversations flow, listening to people, reflecting, all of those things you've just talked about, I think yeah. are skills that um, I only wish I'd been taught at school. But anyway, I'm not knocking. <laughs> but I think it is something that um, is, is something that we could all learn from. One of the topics, and I, I know we're near the end of our session today. It's been fantastic, I think. We've got a few minutes left, right, Tom? But um, one of the things that um, I, I, I'd like to talk about next on the next podcast, and this is, you know, just flow is intuition. Cause it's something that I think mm. is part of the coaching mindset, listening to intuition, but I don't, th I think we just, I think the topic of intuition deserves more than, you know, four or five minutes. Um, I think it's something that both you and I could unpack a lot more, I think, and link it to, well, intuition in our life, but also intuition as a coach. Um, oh, are you good yeah. that, Tom? <laughs> yeah, that's that. So that flows through, you know, so many of like, if we're thinking about the, the competencies, right? Our ability to listen, our ability to be present, our, our ability to listen and, 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 and see what maybe is really going on with the coachee and sharing that through direct communication. That's, that's all driven by, what you said, our, our experience in coaching, our willing to, as a coach, be vulnerable, take yeah. chances, sharing, you know, all those things are important um, and, and require that, that intuition. And I, yeah, I agree with you as well, that I think that intuition comes from um, experience, practicing, figuring out how to coach, what works, what doesn't seem to work, how well we can connect how much trust and safety there is in the, in the relationship, uh, whether the coachee is willing to open their door to us, right? That mm -hmm. we, we, we get the permission to join them in their house and, and really, uh, you know, um, seek like a deeper experience with them than just, um, you know, helping them to come up with a plan to do what they want to do. But yeah, plan to understand who they are and who they are can determine what they really want something like that <laughs> it's going to be a good conversation tom and i yes. really really enjoyed today and again thank you for your time and i always enjoy these discussions because i don't know about you but it really helps me to reflect on what's really important as a coach um it helps me to develop and it's just nice that we can share our conversations with people all around the world um hopefully helping them as coaches as well and i'd just like to say a big thank you to everyone as who has subscribed to our channel tom and i were so delighted to see when we looked at the number of downloads how many of you have come back to us how many of you have continued listening so please continue to support us because we want to give free coaching advice to anybody that wants to learn who, who wants to learn how to coach or has the aspirations to coach one day Yeah, you guys are amazing, and um, it's great to know that we still have support, even though we we went into hibernation for a while. We were these two bears that have finally kind of woken up again, and <laughs> they're <laughs> rumbling through the coaching forest. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and especially if you have any questions or you have any, um, uh, you know, uh, things that you think would be interesting for us to explore, we're always open to to taking on um, some suggestions. So, so please share those with sure. us. I'd be happy to. Yeah. Very good, Paul. Well, 
this is the beginning of the weekend, so I hope you you have a nice, uh, relaxing weekend and uh, take a chance to breathe like we should, you know, as a coach to see ourselves and and reimagine what we want, you know, for the week coming ahead and, and doing what we can to reach that. Nice one, Tom. You too. And I look forward to our next podcast. All right. Excellent. All right. Take care. Bye for now. Bye for now.